scab for the bosses don't listen to their lies as poor folks haven't got a chance less we organize which side are um you i just want to open the show with a big warm um remarks fuck you to spencer cox i hope you rotten hell you absolute disgrace of a human being you are the worst um if you come, yeah, find me and we'll fight. Yeah, is what we're saying, like we will fight. <laughs> yeah, and I, I would say, Remarks Podcast is officially requesting, nay, demanding your resignation. Yeah. Oh yeah, demanding your resignation, like immediate, sure. as as soon as possible. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Big, uh, big old fuck you to Spencer Cox. Huge piece of garbage. Was it on the podcast that I told you that I was like, if I had the opportunity to punch Spencer Cox in the face, I would not take it because I, and I would like call you to come punch Spencer Cox in the face. And I'm like, that's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, But uh, we're not talking about Spencer Cox today. We aren't. Because we don't need, he doesn't need the the mm, media attention. You can, you can look it up. You can see what he's done. Yeah. He knows what he did. You know what you did, Spencer. <laughs> I wouldn't wish, wish that on my worst enemy. Unless, of course, my worst enemy is Spencer Cox. <laughs> In that case, fuck you, you know what you did. <laughs> Have you heard that TikTok sound? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's Gwyneth Paltrow on the TikTok sound. Gwyneth Paltrow, that What's, too. Yeah, that too. Uh, also, Goop. Her fucking brand. I hate Stupid. it. Stupid. Disgusting. It. Can't stand it. <laughs> Stop doing things, Gwyneth. Gwyneth, you you got a lot of money already. You don't need. Yeah, just pack up shop. Call mm-hmm. it a day. It's you're good. It's fine. It's fine. It's over. I was uh with our friend Nico in Park City the other day. Oh yeah. <laughs> we were talking about because Nico was like, you know, I'd like to just have like one hearty conversation with Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I feel like I would just want to ask about the vagina candle. Yeah. Like, that'd be the only... Like, I'd try to have a normal conversation, but my brain would be like, ask about vagina the vagina candle, candle vagina, vagina candle. candle. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just would want to, like, like what what caused you to do that? <laughs> yeah. What? So, so does it really smell like your vagina? Yeah. Like, is that... Or? How accurate is it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But I anyway. I want to ever know. Anyway, <laughs> we're not talking about any of that today no, at all. No, no. We're talking about, uh, about tech... Big tech. big tech yeah large technology <laughs> <laughs> um the title of mine is silicone dopes nice which i was just trying to think of a, of a, a punchy title so i think it's funny <laughs> <laughs> all right um well so in recent years utah has become a bastion for tech companies who want to pay low property taxes to operate like the pioneers many people are coming to utah to start a <laughs> career and a life and also, like the pioneers, it kind of sucks most of the time. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah. Um, it's no secret that the Utah government gives major incentives to companies who operate here. Between lenient laws on MLMs to the very low property taxes, Utah is the place to be for up and, or up and coming uh, businesses and operating any kind of shitty business you want. Yeah. This is the place. This in, oh boy, said, is it. Uh, Brigham? Brigham yeah. Young, I think. Is it Brigham? I don't yeah, because I don't think Joseph Smith ever made it here. I think he died in prison. Oh, well, good. <laughs> good, good for, yeah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and I feel like uh, the people, you know, even like the, you know, the quote unquote like better business owners here that are like very, um, very like liberal and whatnot mm. uh are just you know they're just like again they're liberals like they yeah. they're like we still want to exploit people <laughs> but like you know maybe utah shouldn't be uh shitty and it's like well yeah. you're right but you're still exploiting people <laughs> exactly yeah so we'll get into that um so if you thought the silicon silicon valley has a problem with uh white dude bros then you have not seen anything <laughs> um but we're gonna start a little bit further back uh, back before time was time, back in the 1960s. Oh, man. <laughs> the beginning of the end. <laughs> exactly. In 1965, David Evans was recruited to start the first computer science program at the U of U. Uh, Mormon Bruce Bastian created the world's first processor, or sorry, word processor, in 1979 called WordPerfect. 
So really, almost since the beginning, Utah has had some tech influences mm. uh, and has been pioneering, no pun intended, some of the field, uh, which is wild because, yeah, 1979, like, obviously the internet didn't exist. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what the status of Microsoft was at that point, but, yeah, he created, I believe, from all of the research I looked into, the first word processor. So first time they were like, take what a typewriter does and then do it on the computer, mm-hmm. which is crazy. That is crazy. Uh, in 1997, BYU graduates Paul B. Allen and Dan Taggart founded the well-known Utah company Ancestry.com. For the uninitiated, Ancestry.com is a service that allows you to track your genealogy and was started after Allen gained access to the LDS church records. I didn't know that was a Utah-based company. Yeah, absolutely. But it makes a lot of sense. Oh, yeah. I he either gained access to the LDS church records or, like, struck up a deal, did something. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, they are, like, meticulous about that shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's, like, how they could do it. Um, mm-hmm. And, obviously, it's expanded since then uh, yeah. to include other resources. But um, in our modern times, Ancestry.com's revenue now exceeds $1 billion a year. Good Lord. Yeah. Big stuff. Ancestry.com was not the only early Utah company success story. Omniture was started in 1996 by BYU dropout Josh James. Uh, I I think it was kind of funny because in many of like the quotes that James that uh, Josh James said, uh, he like said things like "ass" and "damn," which makes me like think that he was kind of like an edgy Mormon, yeah, like an edge lord yeah, Mormon, you know? Yeah. <laughs> he's he, like, I'm a BYU dropout. He's like, I dropped out. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Omniture is an online marketing and web analytics system, uh, whatever the fuck that means. <laughs> uh, in 2009, James sold Omniture to Adobe for $1.8 billion. Oh my fucking God. This effectively kicked off the tech boom in the state. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there was like all these early roots, you know, like companies had been started here before, but even like with Ancestry.com, I feel like that was very specific because mm-hmm. of like the genealogy and the church records, you know? But after this huge deal with Adobe, the governor's office of economic development made an offer to Adobe. They offered uh, Adobe $40 million in tax breaks over the next 20 years Mm. to operate and expand to Utah. Mm. Um, It's a little conflicting because, like, as much as I appreciate, you know, like, creating jobs and things for people, um, I also feel like tax breaks to billion-dollar corporations isn't, like, isn't the tightest thing, you know? Yeah. Um, and especially since the jobs that are being offered do require training and oftentimes certifications that, like, the average, you know, uh, quote-unquote unskilled worker isn't going to have, right? Right, exactly. Again, unskilled labor is kind of a kind of a myth. Yeah. But, like, yeah, if you don't have, like, the tech certifications, you're not going to mm-hmm. work for Adobe, obviously. Like trade workers more so. Yeah, yeah, or at least, they're yeah, the jobs aren't necessarily primarily gauged at, yeah, like, trade workers yeah. and things. Blue collar, if you will. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But yes, yeah, so that's why when you drive through Utah County, you see uh, an ungodly amount of glass office buildings. <laughs> Other companies that are based out of Utah include eBay, Plural Sites, Domo, and Qualtrics. I think oh, is yeah. what it is. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Again, they're all tech companies, so like you're not going to see like, like they're not like known brands necessarily, yeah, exactly. but like if you work. With computers and things, you probably you probably work. know. Yeah, I have like distinct memories. I literally still to this day, right now, this moment, have no <laughs> idea what Domo does, but I know they exist in this state because I remember, like, I will always see the billboards for them. Yeah. And when I first started seeing the billboards for them, I was in my weeb era, <laughs> and so I was like, you know, Domo, like Domo, the little, like the little brown guy, yeah, right? the little Japanese character. Um, and I was like. I literally thought for a while that it was, like, just, like, advertisements for, like, him. <laughs> and then one day I Googled it, and it was, mm-hmm. like, something to do with tech. Some other thing, yeah. So that was kind of a disappointment for me. Kind of a... Kind of <laughs> At 13. <laughs> yeah. I, oh, man. I remember, like, the Domo hats, the Domo... Like, oh, yeah. The little... Just all the over. little... I had a little stuffed animal. Yeah. It was all over Hot Topic, baby. That oh, was yeah. So cute. The place to be... Yeah. Cute guy. <laughs> <laughs> Bring back Domo. Absolutely, but not the tech company. Not the te- like abolish the tech company and then reclaim Domo as yes. the little guy. Yes, yeah. exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, so now you may be asking yourself, uh, what could possibly go wrong 
with this situation. Absolutely. <laughs> what could the downside like, this be? This is perfect. Actually, this is a perfect situation. These companies, <laughs> for sure, are perfect. Uh, no issues at all. No qualms. Um, but I'm going to tell you that maybe it's not as great as you think it might be. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> now, there's this little known fact that may shock you, but religion is traditionally kind of sexist, mm. if you didn't know. Wow. Uh, women haven't always had it that great. <laughs> like kind of it's a lot. It's been a rough ride. <laughs> I know. It's it's wild, folks. Don't get Don't jump out of your seats, but... <laughs> Um, in general, the LDS belief is that women should be caregivers and homemakers and should primarily be concerned with making babies. Um, mm-hmm. They might not say it as crassly as that, but <laughs> that is kind of the idea behind it. In the in the um, Book of Mormon, it actually says women should be popping out them kids with a Z. Yeah, because <laughs> it was written in the 90s. So yeah, like they put exactly. It, it was extreme, but like with an X. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, the I, the ideology behind this is something that we have discussed on other episodes, uh, see our conversation with Justin. Mm-hmm. Um, but for our purposes today, just know that being a woman in a tech company is already rough outside of the state of yeah. Utah and considerably more rough when the dominant culture tells you that you should not be there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cindy Tetro, founder of the company Forge DX, was quoted saying that she was only one, or she was one of only three women in her computer technology class in BYU. Oh my god! Which is wild. Uh, and yeah, and like, and that's the thing is, it's not necessarily uh, uncommon that women are are like not as represented in the tech industry as well. But um, just the struggles are different. I think I had told you the other day when we were talking about it. It's like. In Silicon Valley, you'll get sexually harassed, and here you'll just be told that you should be making children. Like, yeah. There's uh, both bad, different types of bad. Mm-hmm. Um, here yeah. they'll just treat you like you uh, are stupid and need to go home and make a yeah, sandwich. Exactly. Oof. Um, and again, I, you know, it all crosses over, but yep. I don't think we can efficiently quantify which is more sexist, Utah or California, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but both places face their own issue. The YWCA of Utah and the Institute of Women's Policy Research conducted research and concluded that women here in Utah on average make 70% of what men do, which is 10% lower than the national average. Oh, my God. So we're especially bad here. Yeah, and it's been, I think we've been rated like the worst place for women uh in the united states it wouldn't make i mean it wouldn't surprise me because yeah it's just again with the culture like it's you kind of unless you're you know again if you're raised mormon that's kind of what is expected of Mm -hmm. you and i think that it's like slowly starting to change but yeah it's still a very prominent thing yep and i don't know and also Mormon people are just kind of unsufferable, dude. Like, they just have no personality, and it's so bothersome. It's true. Like, they, what, like, I think of, like, a Mormon friend you have, and just think of, like, or, like, someone you follow on, like, Instagram. Yeah. And then just think of, like, what do they like to do? <laughs> and it's, like, nothing. They just post about Jesus and their husbands. And yeah. being pregnant. I don't know. Yeah. It's yeah. I'm like, know. are you okay? Blink twice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I will get you out. I will take you to a gay bar. True. We'll I'll show you how much fun you could be having. You could be having so much more fun. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you'll get a kick out of this one, Phoebe. Oh, At good. the 2019 Tech Summit, CEOs of the largest companies in the area took the Parity Pledge. The Parity Pledge is a public commitment to interview and consider at least one qualified woman <laughs> for every open board seat. Or role at VP level, <laughs> which it's not even high. It's not even higher. And again, this is in like the parody, the parody pledge or the parody like foundation, whatever this like thing is. Like, it just is very telling. Like, I don't think that they're doing anything wrong, but it's just very telling that like their pledge is to consider, <laughs> not even higher. Yeah. Just can like yeah. the bar is so low that they're exactly. like, can you just consider a woman for a position? <laughs> It's so insane. Oh my god. Can and you like just like open her LinkedIn profile. That's it. That's all you have to do. Just like for the love of God. Please. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's very funny because uh you know, like I feel like conservatives like to be on this thing where they're like, 
well, you know, if you just hire somebody because they're like in a minority group mm-hmm. and they're not as qualified, then that's wrong or whatever. And it's like, but if you just hire dudes, you get all the shit that we were dealing with right now, like exactly. with tech companies, like you get like these crazy sexual harassment cases and like, yeah, it's insane. Yeah. Well, and it's also like maybe these people are less qualified because they haven't had the goddamn fucking opportunities. Exactly. Because yeah. only three women get accepted into BYU's computer program <laughs> or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. And then that's not even to say how like culture affects them being like, exactly. you should go do this womanly thing and not this mm-hmm. big boy, strong man computer <laughs> thing. Like it's stupid. <laughs> But uh, so I did a little bit of investigating on my own, uh, a little freelance journalism, if you will. Uh, <laughs> according to the over here. yeah, exactly. <laughs> according to the websites of these companies who agreed to this parody pledge, oh, this is how many women are on the board of directors oh, for each company out of how many directors there are. Adobe, four out of twelve, not the worst. Uh, Banyan, three out of nine, not that great. Mm. Domo, three out of eight. And Trada, two out of ten. Oh no! Plural sites, one out of ten. No. Vivint's smart home, uh, one out of nine. No. So it's again. I mean, I guess according to the pledge, they all have at least one woman on the board There's of directors. At least, yeah. But uh, obviously, just from the numbers, you can see it's very outweighed with mm-hmm. men. And again, this is according to their websites. Uh, so if the information isn't correct or outdated. That's on them. I just went to the actual true. company's That's website. True. So. Oh, yeah. But you know what um, isn't uh, wrong or outdated? <laughs> Our sponsors? Our sponsors. <laughs> They're definitely not. They true. have at least, they've considered at least two women to be on their board. I'm, I'm not, yeah. I would. That's the, that's the uh, remarks guarantee. Like, mm-hmm. we only... We only partner with sponsors that are slightly less sexist than your normal sponsors. Yeah, exactly. And that's just, you know, that's what we do for you, the listeners. (laughs) That's our gift to you. Well, and look at our board of directors on the podcast. At least one woman. 50% 50%. women for the board of directors. And I mean, if you count Moonshine and Tonks. That's true. We're actually a woman-run company. That's true. They are part of the team. They couldn't do it without them. Yeah. And it's 100% gay, baby. And that's also true. <laughs> All right. Uh, anyway. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I kind of lost that one. All right. We are, uh, we're back. We're back. In action. Um. Like the, uh, is that a Rugrats movie? Rugrats back in action? I believe it, it is. That might have been Lost in Paris. I don't know. Well, I think there was Lost in Paris, but wasn't there also back in action? I feel like there was. Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know either, but. Hmm. <laughs> well, there was Rugrats all grown up. That is true. Which we did talk about on the bonus episode. Mm-hmm. If you ever see grown, all grown up Angelica, uh, it's on site. Let it know. Fun. Yeah, let it know. <laughs> let uh, it know. There wasn't really like a like a good spot to talk about this like in the story timeline here, um, uh-huh. so I was just gonna throw it in. But um, apparently, the ex now ex CEO of Overstock.com, that is based in Utah, like went insane and uh, started posting all these conspiracy theories, <laughs> like you know QAnon kind of like shit oh, no. of like. Yeah, and, like, just, like, went off the fucking deep end. And everybody at Overstock was like, yeah, he kind of was like that for a while. But, like, he really got in, like, he really got bad. And then the, and he was the not Mormon guy. And then, like, the Mormon co-founder then became the CEO. Mm. And after that guy left. But, yeah, he was, like, tweeting a bunch of stuff and, like, being like, yeah, like, the government is out to get us. Like, you know, the day of, the day of the storm, which is, like, you know, the day that we're, the Democrats were going to all be executed and stuff, like, <laughs> all that jazz. Yikes. Yeah, it was, like, a big thing. But, yeah, it happened because I think Overstock's headquarters are in, like, Midvale in Utah. Yeah. So, yeah, it was, like, a big, like, story that happened. Good thing he was running a giant corporation. Yeah, super sick. Yeah, I love that. I love when that happens. <laughs> yeah, and, like, and then it they were saying, like, some of the stress might have gotten to him as well since there was, like, some big competitors against Overstock, like Wayfair and mm-hmm. other places. 
and I don't know. So they were just kind of, that was like one of the things that was brought up in the article I was looking at, but it didn't really have anything to do with like the tech industry as it is in Utah, yeah. just Still, that one specific. It's an interesting tidbit. Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe the tech industry in Utah will make you go insane. Maybe. So who knows? Um, in recent years, though, Utah's economy and therefore workforce and population has been growing significantly. Many employees who have relocated have said that even though they were sold moving to Utah as being significantly cheaper to live than California mm. um, and other areas like I know that like Austin, Texas is like a tech base too. Right. Uh, companies are still not paying them the wages that they are worth. And oftentimes, even with the higher cost of living, it's still more lucrative to work and live in California. Wow. Because of how low the wages are. Um, and again, that was... You know, and that was some, you know, a few years ago, like 2015 to 17. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, I assume that they said that they have, you know, some of the companies, I think like Domo was an example, has tried to make it a little bit more even. But yeah, it's, it's definitely, you know, they're trying to save as much money as they can work, you know, being based out of Utah yeah. and it uh, has been tough for them. Yikes. But uh, the demand of having so many new tech jobs available in Utah cannot be met with the amount of workers in the state and people graduating with tech degrees in the state. Mm -hmm. Because of this, most companies have to bring in people from out of state to fill up the positions that they are requiring. So with the boom in tech business, many locals find themselves not leaving Utah uh, as well in pursuits of other jobs in California or other tech hubs around Mm -hmm. the country. So they're staying right here in Utah. Um... Which, of course, if you have way too many people in a place and uh, maybe not way too many people, but you have like a really big influx of people really fast. Yeah. uh, You're going to see some strain on the infrastructure. Yeah. According to this U.S. News article, Utah's population has grown 18.4% in the past decade, nearly nearly a 20% increase. And with an increase like that, it's hard for construction and city planning to keep up with the influx of people and has led to the housing crisis that we are currently seeing in Utah. Yeah. Um, You know, again, you can, (laughs) if you ever want something funny, look up like how much a two bedroom apartment is in the city, I guess. (sighs) It's like fucking $1,600. Yeah. And it's usually, like, kind of a piece of shit. (laughs) Yeah, well, it's like all of these new developments that they've put up, they put up Mm -hmm. so fast that they're, and cheaply as possible, and then sell them as luxury. I'm sure we've talked about it before. Yeah, yeah, and even, like, the luxury ones are, like, they're shitty, first of all, but even then, you know, if you're going for a luxury apartment, you're going to be looking at at least 21 to, like, $2,500 a month. Like, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. When I think we can see the, like, construction situation, I mean, it's so obvious everywhere you go in Utah, but, like, Salt Lake especially, like, mm-hmm. look at Sugar House. It's a fucking nightmare. Like, Sugar House used yeah. to be a pretty cool place and, like, fairly walkable and all mm-hmm. of that, but now it's just, like, 2100 South is so narrow, you can barely get anywhere. Like, yeah. it's just, it's it's a nightmare, and the businesses there are, like... I don't know if they're necessarily struggling, but I don't go there a lot because it's stressful. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if you, th- I mean, <laughs> there was like a tweet or something that was like, why, what's your least favorite street in Utah and why is it 21st South or <laughs> exactly. something? Yeah, it's, it's awful to drive around that area and yeah. driving in the city. Like, it's not as bad, obviously, as like LA and like New York sure. and some bigger cities like that, but. I feel like one of the things that was nice about Utah and a lot of the thing that people liked about it was it was a little bit smaller and exactly. more manageable. Exactly. Well, it's like all of the reasons why people are moving here, it's gone because they're moving <laughs> they're, here. Yeah, people are coming <laughs> here and it's, yeah, it's like a big thing. So yeah, it's like, you know, it'll take you forever to get around if you're like driving in a rush hour in the city. You exactly. Know? It's crazy. Um Tara Rollins from the Utah Housing Coalition was quoted saying that 70% of people pay 50% of their income towards housing. So oh 50%, so half of your income is being paid towards housing. <sighs> and uh, that is obviously bad. <laughs> yeah. And not even, like, obviously it's bad from, like, a working class perspective of, mm-hmm. like, oh, like, you, you know, 
you're paying a ton of your fucking labor in you know just being able to like live somewhere yeah um but it's also bad for an economy like if we're going the capitalist theory side of it (laughs) because (laughs) because uh obviously if people have to spend more money on housing they have less money to spend on the things that they want to buy right which then will make it so that businesses aren't making as much money as they could Mm -hmm. so it's uh it's kind of a cycle that happens and that's how you enter recessions and things yes (laughs) so it's not good on either side no uh since 2000 the year 2000 the median sales price for housing has gone up by 4.7 percent and the median income has only gone up by 2.2 percent houses cost or house cost has gone up nearly twice as much as income has and of course, uh, I do have to remind you that currently the official minimum wage of the state and federally is seven dollars and twenty-five cents, which has not changed since two thousand and eight. Oh fucking god! I saw a thing, and again, I, I'm not quoting this as fact because it was just on like social media, but it was like to make to have uh, your housing be about a quarter of your income, uh, the minimum wage would have to be about twenty-eight dollars. Oh fucking god! In the city, I mean, it's true. It's it's fucking criminal. Mm-hmm. Like. 725 wasn't enough in 2008 and it's for sure not enough now. oh yeah oh yeah it's crazy i mean i think i've like talked about it before but it's like the fact that like we have to fight for a 15 dollars minimum wage and that's literally mm-hmm. still not even it's nearly still enough not money enough. like we're fighting for still not enough mm-hmm. money to survive mm-hmm. well yeah it's it's insane and and i feel like a lot of people will defend it by being like well you know like this professional worker doesn't even make 15 dollars an hour like this you know teacher yeah. or this like whatever Indeed. it is yeah, and it's like, well, that's a problem too. <laughs> that's bad. <laughs> we should. That's not. I'm not saying that they should make less than a minimum wage worker, but like, do, do you see that it's all a problem? <laughs> yeah, it's insane. Um, so yeah, that's like kind of the story so far. Mm-hmm. Um, the band, of course. Uh, <laughs> that's the kind of how things are at this point in time. Again, we don't really know like what's going to happen in the future. Um, if I had to guess, I think that there would like the cost of living is going to go up too high, and it'll be a situation where like most of the people will start moving out of the city, and then you'll get like a little like other bastions throughout the state of like right. cool little spots, you know? Mm-hmm. Because again, no one's at some point nobody's going to be able to afford to live in the city. It's yeah. going to be like a real LA situation. Yeah. You know? Um, but that's just my prediction. Nobody knows what's going to happen. Obviously, so truth. But yeah, that's kind of uh, where we're at with it. I hate it. Any any thoughts? Any comments? Conundrums? Um, concerns? I'm having a bad time. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my favorite thing for not sure. Not my most favorite. When it's just sad too, because I mean, like I said, it's like all this shit just destroys like what makes Salt Lake Salt Lake. Like mm-hmm. in the venues gone now. Um, fucking all of these local businesses on third got like steamrolled, which yeah. was like all of these like cool antique stores, which there's still some there, but still like they're going away. Like just all of the things that makes Salt Lake good <laughs> is like being ruined by like, yeah, uh, just so many things, but yeah. like due to just like this money situation. Yeah, for sure. And I think that, you know, I feel like in in these kind of situations, because you get like, obviously like gentrification is a big thing. Mm -hmm. And like, you get like all of these people coming in who are working these tech jobs and like will come into the city because like, oh, it's like fun. Like we get to see like the art and like the music shows and all the cool city stuff. And it's like, but they don't consider that like you, like people actively coming here and making it so expensive to live is hurting the people that are making the art that you want to come and right. see, right? Like, because yep. they're not going to be able to afford to live and make this art. Like, exactly. So it's it's frustrating because again, it's I don't know. It's yeah, just the commodification of like the the cool underground artist mm-hmm. art of the city is is always uh, discouraging. Well said. Yeah. Well said. But yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that's all I got. So take it away, son of a bitch. <laughs> um. <laughs> Well, I am going to talk about data collection. Why don't you start collecting, collecting some, some bitches? bitches. <laughs> Woo! Yes! We got them, boys. We got them. <laughs> Lock them up. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, um, yeah. So social media, phones, and technology have become ever pervasive in our society to the point where it seems completely normal that you would scan your face to open your phone or uh, get a notification first thing in the morning telling you how long it will take to get to work, even yeah. if you have not told your phone where your office is, mm-hmm. which mine just randomly started doing one day, like a couple of years ago. And yeah, I was like, like, your car is parked at home. And uh-huh. you're like, how do you know I live here? And yeah. it's just like, it's yeah. like five minutes to get to work. And I'm like, so you're tracking me. So, so you what know, you're telling yeah. me is you're actively tracking me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's, yeah, it's crazy. Um, I remember a conversation that you and I, Taylor, had had about iPhones. And I don't remember if it was on or off air, but that's what made me want to talk about my subject for this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we were talking about how the iPhone used to use just like a passcode lock for your phone and then they upgraded their tech they gave you the ability to open your phone by scanning your fingerprint Mm -hmm. um and there were probably some people who were smarter than me who took a minute to like think about this and realize how creepy like even just scanning your fingerprint was but it wasn't until iphone removed the home button entirely nixing the fingerprint unlock and moved to facial recognition scanning to open your phone and that's like when i kind of started to get the heebies and it was you who pointed out to me that apple had taken away the fingerprint id entirely basically forcing you into facial recognition yeah yeah i remember that because when i was (laughs) when i had like an iphone 4 or whatever like the the good old days uh i would never put like a passcode on mine because i just like doing the slide to unlock you know oh, like yeah. you just slide the little thing across the screen and it would unlock your phone mm-hmm. and then when i when you get the fingerprint thing when i mo- moved up to the next iphone you had to set a passcode in case it couldn't like verify your fingerprint right so i was like well fuck now i have to like make a passcode and then it's kind of the same thing like with your facial recognition like if you you can't just like have it where your phone is, it like unlocks for you. Like yeah. it has to either scan your face or you have to put in a passcode. Right. And, and like who's going to take the like it's so much faster to just right, look at your phone. Yeah. And I don't even think that it allows you not to do it. To like, take to like not do any kind of like passcode thing. Well, yeah, either no passcode or like not set at least set up your facial recognition facial recognition. Like, even if you don't, like, use it and you put in right. your code, I think it still makes you, like, set it up. Oh, my fucking God. Probably. I don't know. I'll, I'll we'll, we'll, we'll follow we'll up on that. Check but, on that. yeah. Um, yeah. And as I was kind of saying, like, you could still bypass by using just a code, but, like, you probably mm-hmm. are not gonna. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. The amount of data that our apps and technology has been collecting us has continued to rise as tech has, has advanced. Um, And it seems like each app is requiring more and more information from you and is able to mine more and more data out of you Mm -hmm. while you unknowingly scroll. Um, When TikTok increased in popularity, this was a huge point of contention with it, that it was collecting massive amounts of data from its users, which plenty of American apps were already doing. But this one was way more scary because it's Chinese. (laughs) Wow, that was beautiful timing. Thank you. I love it. I put insert goat scream in my my notes. (laughs) Hell yeah. (laughs) Uh, So let's get into some of this data collection. Who has it? How are they Mm -hmm. using it? And why is it bad? Yeah. Well, and I don't know, too, like, how old do you... I don't know the official thing. How old do you have to be to have a TikTok account? I think... Is it, like... 13 16 I think it's like 13 or something like that I know there's young kids on there though oh I mean yeah there's like young young kids on there which is always happens but I Mm -hmm. think that like yeah especially being that like (laughs) yeah of course but but even like if you being that like the data collection is happening on like such young kids like if you're 13 and you're because again like if you lie about your age like all right like maybe not necessarily TikTok's fault but like yeah like you're collecting info on minors and selling it like that's kind of weird you know it feels like that there should be like better laws for that because they can't necessarily consent to their info being distributed as well as like someone over the age of 18 right yeah i don't know no yeah um so facial recognition uh it's being used to secure our phone and that's a big yikes in the world of security uh while there can be some positives to facial recognition biometrics it's a lot safer than a few numbers Um, As a code, you can't Mm -hmm. fumble it like you could with like a strong password, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. meaning a password um, that's usually designed by a computer and includes like a bunch of letters, numbers, capitals, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Facial scanning is a scary step toward forward into a dystopian surveillance state future. And uh, no, I'm really not being that dramatic when I say that. (laughs) No, no, you're not. (laughs) 
uh, using facial recognition to achieve something we do repeatedly and compulsively throughout the day is very sinister. As I was saying in the intro, um, Apple used to use a fingerprint to scan your phone or to open your phone. Mm -hmm. And this was streamlined. It was pretty accident proof and it was very secure. Um, And then as the new iPhones were developed and the edge to edge screens were added, Mm -hmm. the fingerprint scanner was snatched away from us and replaced with facial recognition software. We open our phones probably over 100 times a day. Um, And for most of us, if you have iPhone or like a Google Pixel, you're using your face to do this. Our growing complacency with allowing text to scan our visage is Mm -hmm. bad, bad, bad. (laughs) Not good. (laughs) Not good at all. Uh, The more that we see facial scanning as commonplace, the more areas of our lives we're going to see this start to pop Mm -hmm. up. Forces that use facial recognition want us to be comfortable with it in our daily lives. Identifying somebody based on face scanning biometrics is much more convenient for I don't know, law enforcement? Perhaps. <laughs> uh, then fingerprint scanning. Mm-hmm. Um, the likelihood of somebody being able to covertly lift your fingerprint is slim. However, the ability to match a picture of a face to a scan of an possibly unknowing face, maybe somebody in a crowd, is much easier. Yeah. But then, like, there are law, there are, like, police departments that are using facial recognition actively right now. Yes. And, again, it's, uh, you know... I feel like everybody always talks about like government overstepping their bounds, you know, Mm -hmm. all the conservatives, but Mm -hmm. it's like, but then they're chill with literally people with guns knowing your exact face. Like, yeah, what? And yeah, I I don't know. Well, and Apple has given information to law enforcement like that. They've been known to do that. (laughs) Absolutely. It's yeah. So it's it's bad. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's not good. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you want to talk about Big Brother? Mm -hmm. Let's talk about it, baby. Let's talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Facial recognition tech on phones is also pretty flawed. Um, Google had a bit of a scandal when they released their Pixel 4 phone, which Mm -hmm. was their first phone with the face unlock feature. This new feature allowed people to unlock their their Pixel with facial recognition. One big issue, the phone will unlock even if your eyes are closed. Oh, wow. Yeah. So when you're sleeping? (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, Yeah. spooky for obvious reasons. Um, Someone could break into your phone while you're asleep um, or unconscious, whether that's a parent or a partner or even worse, an assaulter or law Mm -hmm. enforcement. Um, Google addressed this issue by stating you could turn on something called lockdown, which would basically remove the facial recognition barrier, and then you can just use a passcode instead, Um, (laughs) which it's like. I think there's a pretty obvious solution here, guys. Yeah. Um, and then when Google continued to receive criticism for this fucked up feature of face unlock, their new solution was to add another feature you can switch on that would require a passcode to be entered if the user's eyes are closed. Um, note, though, that this feature has to be turned on and is not just yeah. the default, which also it's like. Just update it so that people's eyes have to be fucking open. open. Doesn't that make... Yeah, wouldn't that make more sense? Like, So, like, nobody can... Oh, no. ...sneak into your phone. I, yeah. <laughs> well, and especially, too, because, like, I mean, you just... Like, you just don't... I don't know. You just don't know, this, like, if situations, especially with, yeah. like, if you're sleeping, your partner gets into your phone, mm-hmm. your partner might be abusive. Yeah. Might have something or on there. Yeah. you get drugged or something Mm -hmm. i mean it's like there's so many possibilities for why that's a horrible fucking thing it's not good (laughs) that needs to be fixed please (laughs) oh my god um there's been noted instances of law enforcement using facial recognition to Mm -hmm. their advantage and just one example is of anshuman batia a man in new york who took photos of two department of homeland security officers who were not wearing wearing masks which was required by Mm -hmm. law at that time um, the second officer saw Batia taking the picture, and then he was cuffed and taken into custody. His possessions were taken, of course, including his phone. And the officers repeatedly shoved the phone up to his face, attempting to unlock it with Face ID. Oh, no. So they could presumably, like, delete the Little pictures. Picture, yeah. um, Batia caught on to what the officers were doing, and he do- tried to dodge the phone's scanner. Um, and he, but he later reported that he was pretty sure the phone must have caught his face at some point and opened because after looking at the phone, the officers made homophobic comments towards him referring to gay content that was on Batia's phone. Yeah. So. 
Yikes. Love that. Love a, a good like like a little a little homophobia after mm-hmm. an assault. Like yeah. it's just kinda it's just, just fun. Sprinkle it on yeah, top exactly. for a fun little garnish. <laughs> yeah. I'm really glad that uh nineteen eighty five is about the left because um, Me too. Thank God that nothing in that book is like actively happening because of course <laughs> like it's about the left. Yeah, yeah. no. If, if, if Ben Shapiro knows yeah. the truth. Which he does, because he's, I, I don't think Ben Shapiro's ever been wrong about a no, single thing. he's yeah. very sane. Very sane. And, sm- and smart. Very smart. Uh, super has had sex with his wife, for sure. So and, much, all like, the time. Like, all the time, is getting mad sex with his wife. Yeah. Um, and is good at it. And is very good at it, and doesn't <laughs> think that vagina should be dry mm-hmm. when you're having sex. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> uh, anyway, what? <laughs> Uh, um, And that's just one example of law enforcement using Face ID to their advantage. Uh, So let's get into another privacy invasion, data collection, which I'm sure everybody's kind of hearing about. Mm -hmm. It's buzzy right now. Um, So which companies are collecting our data? What data do they collect and why? True. Um, You can collect these nuts. These nuts. (laughs) <laughs> Which they probably are. Like I, you know, they probably are collecting these nuts. They, yeah, I'm I mean, sure they got some nudes that they're collecting. Yeah. Which yeah. honestly, data collection companies, Facebook, whoever it is, uh, pay me for those, please. Yeah. I they are worth a lot of money. Exactly. <laughs> you don't get these nuts for free. That's yeah, exactly. <laughs> In 4K HD. Yeah. Absolutely not. Yeah. Retina <laughs> display. Uh, exactly. You can see every a wrinkle in hair. Exactly. It's not too far. No, it's never too far. <laughs> not we've, on this show. We've maybe. said far worse. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, so apps and companies that participate in data collection are analyzing pretty much every single thing that we do on the apps, uh, monitoring clicks, purchases, where you're located, and even exactly how you are scrolling, um, how long you stay on one post before scrolling away. There's not a lot of protections in place currently to keep our personal data personal. Uh, Lots of data collection you actually agree to when you agree to that long and confusing terms of service contract. Mm -hmm. And this is horrifying. One of Facebook's contingencies is, quote, making making the use of its social network conditional on its being allowed to limitlessly amass every kind of data generated by using third-party websites and merge it with the user's Facebook account. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they can just track you. They just know every single... And it's so weird. Like, they know exactly how long you're looking at a post on your feed. Yes. And I've noticed this shit, too. Like, whenever I'm, you know, rarely get on Facebook, uh, there'll be, like, some kind of, like, I don't know, a funny, like, fandom thing that'll pop up, and it'll be Mm -hmm. like, oh, Harry Potter fandom funny image. And I'll usually, like, sit there and read through it. It'll be, like, a meme or something. Yeah. And then I'll start getting a ton of those ones because I read through the whole thing. I didn't just like scroll by it. Exactly. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, The way that many companies see it is that you are paying for these free services such as Facebook, Instagram, etc. With your personal data. Um, Sorry, I lost my place. Uh, It's an odd symbiotic relationship. However, there are pieces of this data collecting that we are unaware of. Um, an obvious consequence of this data collection is targeted advertisements, like you were just saying. Mm-hmm. Um, we've all Googled something and received an avalanche of ads over it for the <laughs> next like week or so. Um, and I've heard over and over people only sort of half-joking about receiving ads for something that they never even said out loud. <laughs> yeah, well, and one of the things, too, that I've heard is like... With like, uh, I'm sorry to steal your. Th- no, not, I don't want to steal your thunder. You're fine. Because you might mention this, but like with with like location tracking, mm-hmm. if you're like at the same place with somebody who has looked something up a couple of times in like a, a certain time frame, mm-hmm. you could get something. Even if like you didn't say it out loud, it's yep. all just about like who you're interacting with. Yeah. Yep. Um, and I'll sort of get into it a little bit later, but even like. Um, these algorithms are being designed to predict what you would be interested in. Mm-hmm. So, like, it, it might not ever be something that you said out loud and you just thought about it, but the algorithm knows you so well that it reads your fucking yeah, mind. For sure. It's terrifying. It's, that is terrifying. It's bad. It's bad. <laughs> they're like, oh, they're listening. And it's like, no, it's worse. They just yeah. know you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they don't even need to listen. Yeah, they don't even have to listen to you. Like, ugh. Yeah. 
Um, a piece of data collection that we as the consumer never really clued in on is who our data is being sold to. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of companies will sell your data to hedge funds who use your your app use and your web browsing to show you the exact product that's been in your brain, like I just said. Um, and one of the shadiest members of data collection is data brokers. Data brokers can collect any number of information any number of information on you from like your marriage license, medical records, browsing history, and even information from the DMV. <laughs> wow. Mm, which includes your, you know, home address, social security number. <laughs> this information is all collected and packaged up and then sold to corporations. In 2018, American companies spent over 19 billion on data brokers. And this is all happening Crazy. under your nose and you would never know. Oh, yeah. They're not going to tell you. That yeah. They're going to make it as confusing as possible. It's going to be like a tiny little terms and conditions mm-hmm. clause, you know? Like, mm-hmm. And they can be like, well, you could have read it and it's like all 200 pages of <laughs> yeah. your terms and conditions. That yeah. is like... Let me take an evening to do that. <laughs> like, Jesus. Well, and it's like written in a way that layman people would not oh, know yeah. Obviously, what it's yeah. saying. It's true. It's like third party, give it a blah. Yeah, and that's and people just like intrinsically trust companies too, like right. like because we've been trained to. <laughs> yeah, because like uh, I think I've mentioned it before. I work for uh, a, a financial company, mm-hmm. and one thing that has happened is like whenever there's a data breach that happens, uh, I think one that happened recently with AT and T, and all this information got out from AT and T, and again like. AT&T wasn't trying to obviously like give your information out to like people who are trying to commit identity theft sure. but like but it happened and yeah. you trusted AT&T with your info and then exactly. you got fucked over like because exactly. again it's just a company like <laughs> Yeah. Well, and this shit happens all the time. I mean, my fucking partner his entire job is based on cybersecurity. Exactly. Because yeah. this shit happens so often because all data breaches time. happen so often and it's so scary when it does happen because of the amount of information that these companies mm-hmm. have on you is extremely sensitive yeah maybe it's not good maybe it's not <laughs> chill um a quote from chandra chandra maybe sorry if i'm saying your name wrong a quote from chandra peel who writes for pc mag says if you're not paying for something you are definitely the product yeah that's what i was gonna say is like one of those phrases mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's unfortunate. It is. But you know what is definitely the product? <laughs> uh, the amazing products and services that uh, sponsor this podcast? Absolutely. Wow. <laughs> Raytheon. Raytheon. <laughs> oh, my God. Random story before we hop yeah. into the ad break. I got a fa- Facebook friend request the other day from some random person who I do not know, who I think did not even have any um, like mutual friends with mm-hmm. me. And... He worked, it was like former workplace was Raytheon, and his new workplace was the, what is it, like Northrop Grumman? How do you say that? I don't have no idea. And it's like another, like, similar to Raytheon, and I was like, is this a joke? Like, I was like, is this real? Is this actually, yeah. Is this this real life? Weird. (laughs) Yeah. Which, is this allowed? Speaking of places based out of Utah, Northrop Grumman, or however you say it, is based in Utah. And is it like, it's basically just like a weapons manufacturer? Same as like Raytheon? Something like that. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, like, watch this, like, episode be sponsored by, like, Facebook or something. (laughs) I know. Like, we finally get another sponsor, and it's, like, (laughs) fucking Facebook. (laughs) Uh, That would be truly beautiful. Yeah. But anyway. Ads. We're back. We're back. Um, and yeah, you know, just uh, <laughs> talking about um, how insane it was that people got addicted to cocaine in the 80s. Yeah. With like how expensive. Very yeah. And also just, it was like very casual in the 80s. Yeah, people were just like throwing it around. Yeah. And then the cops were obviously busting black people for crack cocaine yeah. because the cia planted it there mm-hmm. um but that's mm-hmm. a facts that's another episode that is another episode that will happen yo that would it be will. a cia episode would be fun oh it would like, be so CIA good fuckery, you know so good i mean there's too much to do like all of it at, at, in one episode oh, yeah. of course but they would pick like one of the the fuckeries that yeah, the cia has done your favorite story of <laughs> asinine shit yeah, that the cia has yeah. done it's beautiful yeah coming soon to a podcast near you absolutely <laughs> cia 
sucks bad <laughs> perhaps perhaps not chill <laughs> not very cash money yeah for sure so let's talk about Facebook some more. Ooh, my favorite. Yay. Um, so companies like Facebook, who have now s- expanded into the metaverse. <laughs> I don't I don't trust it. <laughs> Hell no. Not with my own anything. Absolutely not. Also, I think we had talked about this before, but like the metaverse looks terrible. Oh, it's like, sh- it's shit. It looks worse than the me channel did <laughs> in 2006. Literally. I tweeted this and I'm, I'm standing by it. The me channel was perfect. And the metaverse fucking sucks. Yes. Yes. <laughs> anyway. Leave me in the me channel. Leave me to disassociate in the me channel. That's, I mean, that's all and I And keep do. the metaverse far, far Absolutely. away Absolutely. As far as possible. <laughs> uh, so the metaverse, which includes Instagram, WhatsApp, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, use your data to keep you addicted to their social media services. The algorithm collects information on you, you know, like I was saying, how long you look at a post, what posts you engage with, and how you engage with them. And then a profile on you is built. Using this profile, the algorithm sees your activity on the app and sends you content that will keep you on the app endlessly scrolling. Mm -hmm. Um, I was talking about this the other night. The movie The Social Dilemma, which is, I think it's on Netflix. Uh, It's a pretty good watch. Um, It's a bit dramatic at times, but it is pretty (laughs) accurate and an eye-opening look at how apps use our data to addict us to their services. There's a bit in the movie where Ben, the teen boy, is scrolling through Facebook and there's a theoretical team managing his time on the app. Like it's like a a goofy thing, like they like live in his phone or whatever. Um, They see him pause on a sneaker ad or something like that. It's been a minute since I've seen the movie. Um, And the team who's in the phone is like, oh, Ben stopped on the sneaker. Send him another sneaker post. And then even when the kid closes out of the app, the algorithm is able to send him a pointed notification to draw him back in. And he gets a notification that the girl he likes has made a post. And you might have noticed these types of notifications, too. Like nothing notifications, Mm -hmm. basically. Yeah. Um, No one's like made a comment or liked your post. And so Facebook, Instagram, whatever, to draw you back in, they'll send you a notification literally just saying like, so-and-so made a Mm -hmm. post. Mm -hmm. Or like, you might be interested in this thing. Yeah. (laughs) I get that shit on Twitter so often. Oh, so much. And it's because like I don't tweet as much off of the remarks account. Mm. So it's constantly fucking Twitter is like, hey. This person tweeted. This person tweeted. Hey, hey, interact. Give us content. Exactly. Exactly. It's it's wild. And another funny thing is how big uh, the memories on social media are now. Like, Mm. like I feel like Facebook memories are a huge thing because it's like, oh, you don't have anything new to post? Well, why don't you repost your old things? Yes. It's crazy. And and I mean, that's a whole other thing as well Mm -hmm. is like the memories thing. And I have like the time hop app and it's like. It's super cute and, like, funny and whatever, Mm -hmm. but, like, when you actually think about it, that's fucking creepy. It's creepy. They keep a catalog on your entire life, Mm -hmm. you guys, down to they know exactly what you posted on this day 11 fucking years ago. That's scary. It's weird, and especially considering that, like, there are people now in, you know, in society, adults at this point, Mm -hmm. who have been online their entire lives. yes. Like, from the moment that they're born, they yep. have been documented their yeah. entire lives. Yeah. And that is fucking weird, it's dude. It's not good. Like, if I wanted to find a baby picture myself, I'd have to open a fucking photo album. Right. There are people who can just go on their fucking mom's Facebook yep. and find Be their like, entire Boop. lives listed out in front of them. Yes. It's so weird. It's, I, like, I can't even think about it. I don't it or, feel good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to freak the fuck out, dude. <laughs> Oh my god. It's weird. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Um, An even darker side to the algorithm sending you content uh, sending you content and knows you will engage with is the manipulation of your opinions. When the algorithm sees you interacting with election material for example, it will send you more content about the election based on posts that you interact with and purposely or not manipulating your opinion. Take the Facebook Cambridge Analytica scandal for Mm -hmm. instance. Uh, This was where Cambridge Analytical created an app where Facebook users could complete a survey and in exchange would get paid. (laughs) So when users signed up for this app, Cambridge Analytica collected massive amounts of data from not only the user who was signed up, but from their Facebook friends who weren't signed up. Oh, yeah. Can't do that. 
for some reason, it gives me even more heebies, the fact that it was like, no, no, it's all good. Like, we're paying you for this a mm-hmm. fun little thing to earn some extra cash on the side and also to mine every piece of your data <laughs> to use for evil. Like, Yeah, well, and that's the hard part, too, is it's like even people who didn't consent. I mean, that's probably that's what the exactly, scandal was. Exactly. Is they didn't, the friends didn't consent to having their data mined. Mm-hmm. Like. Other than, you know, the regular Facebook data mining, but yeah. not by this specific <laughs> app. <laughs> right, right. Um, so in the end, Cambridge Analytica ended up collecting data from over 87 million Facebook users. Crazy. And then this data was sold to the political campaigns of Ted Cruz and Donald Trump <laughs> ah. to help them with advertising and analytics of their campaigns. My f- favorite people honestly oh, yeah. i've never met a better set of dudes absolutely super glad that they uh had access to so much yeah. about you know i honestly I kind of hate ted cruz a little bit more than donald trump that's fair and i just and i feel like it all comes down to just how like his face is more punchable than oh, donald trump's so like so much more just, punchable god i want to beat up ted cruz yeah. so bad dude yeah. like it's it's deep in my bones i just want to fucking beat him i, up, I feel like. that no i feel <laughs> that it's like yeah donald trump like he looks like like a movie villain mm-hmm, for sure like it's giving um job of the hut or whatever it's giving job of the hut it's giving like uh, i don't know other just corporate yeah villainy right i don't know versus like ted cruz is like Meh, like this measly smarmy little dude yeah. and you're just like i want to fucking punch this guy out True. like because he's annoying he's more he's annoying it's like his voice is more annoying and like donald yeah. trump's annoying too with like what he says but like yeah. t- ted cruz just talking is annoying you know he's <laughs> exactly. a real ben shapiro type like, exactly exactly yeah. Ugh. Anyway. um <laughs> Uh, the algorithmic use of data collecting is where you'll start to see your older relatives slowly descend into madness on their facebook timelines yeah um, your aunt, who may have already leaned conservative, will click a Fox News article about COVID or something, and then the algorithm takes note of this because it kept your aunt engaged on Facebook. So then the algorithm mm-hmm. sends her similar content because they want to keep her on Facebook. And because the more asinine the articles, the more engaged your aunt becomes, she's soon receiving yeah. things from, like, Tucker, Car- Tucker Carlson, Alex Jones, and eventually maybe QAnon. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting because you can almost track how the algorithm works and what data they've collected on this person by how increasingly unhinged their Facebook posts become. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> I mean, it's the same exact shit because, again, with all these algorithms now, it's not about necessarily what is going to be, like, best for you or, right. like, what's going to benefit, like, what you're interested in necessarily. Yes. It's what's going to keep you on their site exactly. longer. Because it's the same with YouTube. Like, yep. YouTube doesn't recommend videos that are exactly the same. It recommends things that are going to keep you there longer, which mm-hmm. is technically or traditionally more controversial uh, topics, which is how why people have become fucking Nazis yes. from YouTube. Well, like, literally, that's my next piece that's, here. Yeah, QAnon, same um, thing. Yeah. <laughs> The YouTube algorithm has a similar responsibility to this. Mm-hmm. These like suggested videos tab on YouTube has been responsible for radicalizing many people to the alt right in the same way. So, like someone who watches one PewDiePie video eventually gets led down an endless path of alt right YouTubers, and they mm-hmm. slowly have their opinions formed with each video. Um, the New York Times had a great podcast called Rabbit Hole, and it tells the story of a man getting radicalized to the alt right via YouTube. Mm-hmm. Check it out; it's very interesting. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it, it happens a ton, and it's just, mm-hmm. I feel like in the most recent years, people have started to, like, call it out, which is nice, yeah. and there have been other YouTube videos, like, rebuting, like, the all of the alt-right ones, uh-huh. but, but yeah, I mean, even still, it's like, there's, it's a huge problem. Yeah, well, and especially if you're, like, a younger person, yeah. if you're a younger, I feel like, you know, YouTube's kind of a younger person's thing, if you're a younger person who doesn't have opinions formed quite yet, that's going to form your opinion for you. And if you're an older person who's confused about all this stuff that's going on in the world, mm-hmm. Facebook is going to help you form your opinion into news things bad. <laughs> <laughs> not good. Yeah, it's it's rough. Yeah. Um, so for now, there's not much protection for consumers. Facebook and Google have undergone a handful of lawsuits to no avail. And it seems like the amount of data these companies are collecting is only getting larger. The few protections we have is the ability to switch off permissions to certain apps in your phone's privacy settings and to turn off apps running in the background. Um, You can clean up your phone and remove apps you're not using anymore. And other than that, I feel like your only other option is to, like, try to mess with the algorithm by searching, like, contradicting (laughs) shit or something. I love that. (laughs) That's kind of all we have for now. It's it's hard. Yeah. I mean, I'd say, like, if you're not using a social media app that you don't need to use for anything, like, 
get rid of it. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, again, if if you have like a reason for having a Facebook, like your relatives are on there and that's mm-hmm. like how you keep in touch or something, like sure. But I'd say if you're not using Facebook, get, get that rid app. Of it. Fucking delete your account. Get yep. that app out of there. Well, and even apps like like dumb little like jelly car or like whatever <laughs> that shit is collecting data on you Absolutely. they collect if it goes through facebook at all if it's like sign mm. up with facebook account like if you haven't played that game or haven't used that like photo editing app in years uh-huh. get it off your phone <laughs> and don't just delete it from the screen because it doesn't make the app go away you have to go yeah. in and physically be like remove app remove all of its data blah blah yeah. blah probably the best best thing to do i would say but again there's not really any fixed to how far we've gone at this point exactly exactly we're way too fucking far gone yeah it's unfortunate (laughs) uh well there you go folks good stuff yeah (laughs) like i said i'm glad that uh our government has always been trustworthy and will not ever use this info against us oh for sure yeah so i mean i guess there's nothing to worry about (laughs) yeah so we're, we're solid everything's great i'm having an awesome time oh it's good stuff um well if you want to uh fuck with the algorithm <laughs> with your own account you can uh look us up <laughs> on twitter which is at remarks pod um and then uh, leave us a review on apple podcasts once again i'm getting very close up to the mic to say please please do it <laughs> leave us a review. finger guns to the mic please leave us Bitch. a review um i have a youtube channel called the lefty agenda you can check that out if you'd like and not be led down the alt-right pipeline yes go down the bread tube pipeline instead (laughs) (laughs) um and get radicalized to the correct side Mm -hmm. um (laughs) and if you want to uh give us serotonin and get us more addicted (laughs) to instagram by liking our instagram posts you can go to at remarks podcast on instagram and if you would like to view our tiktoks that we're gonna try and make more of uh, same handle at Remarks Podcast on TikTok. Woo-hoo. A huge thank you to our patrons. Hey, I'd like to thank Emily Doran for being our number one fan. I would like to thank Justin Vass and Andrew Vass. Thanks, we love y'all. You, both. you rock. If anybody wants to sign up for the Patreon, it's five dollars a month. We got fucking stickies. We got fucking bonus episodes. True. Got ad free absolutely our last bonus episode was really it, funny yeah we did a tier list of cartoon characters it was really um, funny. honestly if, even if you just uh get on for a month watch yeah. listen to the bonus episodes and then cancel it That's i don't care fine. dude i don't give a shit yeah do whatever you do it <laughs> yeah do whatever you do we're just out here having fun yeah. so <laughs> don't give a single I flying a f- fuck <laughs> I literally couldn't even like make words from my mouth. <laughs> uh, that's beautiful. Well, thanks for listening, and I okay, love, love you. Bye. Bye. Ooh. <laughs>